Welcome, everybody, to another Freedom 35 or Sit Down. This is a series where we get to know more about artists and creators in the scene of T-Space. My name is Tommy. I go by T-O-M-M-Y. My name is TJ. I go by Lazy T. And I am the other Tom. I go by Lavish Bear. And tonight, we're joined by the co-founders of Hoffine Horror, Josh and JPEG. Welcome on, guys. Hi there. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah we're awesome to be here. Yeah, we're excited tonight. Um, we get something different inside the space over here. This is our favorite part about doing yeah. the sit down is seeing something new, um, especially coming into the blockchain tonight. So we have horror um, and NFTs, a combination. So this is going to be a fun one tonight. Um, and again, we appreciate you guys setting this up. And uh, JPEG, thank you guys uh, for setting or reaching out and, and uh, you know getting a chance for us to finally sit down. Um, guys, sure. So the kind of the first question we always wanted, you know, we're going to get into the horror, we're going to get into the backstory inspiration. Um, but we always kind of ask when people jump on is, you know, how did you guys get into Cardano? Why CNFTs? And, you know, why are you guys looking to launch on this platform? Um, and I'll kind of kick that over to you, uh, JPEGs. I know you're the NFT uh, expert on this side and it will kick over yeah, to, uh, yeah. to Josh as well. Yeah, man. I mean, like I, um, I came into NFTs, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I kind of saw CryptoKitties happen uh, back in 2018, um, and I really didn't like know exactly why NFTs were valuable, um, and I just didn't do anything. And then, you know, when 2021 hit, and there was stuff like Top Shot, and um, you know, CryptoPunks kind of came on, and Beeple came on. It was like, oh, okay, wait a second, this is a killer app. Like, this is like a really, really awesome way for the blockchain to have value and to provide this kind of proof of ownership. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I was looking at the ETH space though, and it just seemed like it just was a little bit too hypey. It, you know, it, 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 there, there, it lacked authenticity. And uh, somehow I, I stumbled upon Ada dolls mm -hmm. and um, you know, back around this time yeah. and I had heard about Cardano before and I'd heard about proof of stake. And the more I dug in, the more I like saw the community, I was like, okay, like this is really, really cool. So I just dove in like head first and I got really involved in the Unsigs community, yeah. um, you know, and really got involved in things like Dead Pixels um, mm -hmm. early and Cardano Warriors and CBITs. And it's just like, you know, just, I was just really like, I love the space, you know? Yeah. And at that time I was telling Josh, I was like, I think like you, your work would do really well here. Right. Um, and so it took a few months for it to kind of like, you know, cause he obviously had had people like, you know, tapping him on the shoulders, like you should do NFTs, mm -hmm. but it was really more of like, put something on open and kind of see if somebody would buy it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing these projects get built on Cardano. And uh, I just felt like, let's do something like special with your photos, you know, let's do something really interesting. Let's make a club. And around October of last year is really when we started planning, when I started to develop what the project really is. Um, mm -hmm. And um, Josh can talk to a little bit more about, you know, kind of like the process from there. Well, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, Josh, what's your thoughts on when he uh, approached you about an NFT project? You know, he mentioned it, but he wasn't the first person to bring it up to me. I'd had about 20 people sending me messages once it started hitting headlines like, dude, are you doing this? You need to check this out. But I really didn't understand the complexity of the blockchain at all. Mm -hmm. And so Justin was the first person to come forward and said, you should do AFTs and I can tell you exactly how to do it. And he laid mm -hmm. out this plan that was ambitious and um, totally uh fit everything I wanted to do. And it was more about, you know, building a community, a space 
uh, not just about the artwork and NFTs, but for horror in general. And I was like, man, I would love to do that. That would be a, a wonderful way to interact with the new fan base and, you know, invade a new marketplace that I just learned about. I'm like, really? Like, yeah. art is happening here? Like, <laughs> I want to get in on that. And when I looked around on Cardano, I didn't see any horror, anything remotely close to what I was yeah. doing. So it just kind of encouraged me to, you know, storm the castle. Where do you pull your uh, inspiration from for the pictures and everything? Uh, the photographs, usually I'm looking for something that's universal, something that everyone can relate to, which means that I just kind of focus in on myself. Like if it scares me, it's safe to assume that it's going to scare <laughs> other people as well. Right. And so you try to look for those phobic sure. pressure points and construct an image that will elaborate on it. But it's not about making movie references. Typically, um, I don't really make homages to films or I don't try to do a Freddy Krueger picture. I'm looking for something original, something universal. And honestly, the more cliched the idea might be like a monster hiding under your bed, the more I'd want to take a photograph of it because I knew everyone would understand it, but no one has ever seen it. Right. right. I uh, mean, well, I was going to say just because um, you mentioned how you don't really see any other uh, kind of like horror like yours as far as on Cardano, we have had some projects that have had kind of like small elements of like, oh, that guy's a little bit supposed to be, you know, scary. Um, but most of them, you know, there's come some projects just do it in a fun way or they just have like a spider web, but it's still like a fun Halloween-y thing. But otherwise, yeah. it's, none of it is is anywhere near like the level of actual horror, like or just the, the feeling, like the unsettling feeling, some of those pictures that you have uh, that give you. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some projects that are a little unsettling to look at. And it's usually just because that's how like uncanny and weird the art is because it wasn't that great in the first place. Yeah. It was just like, it's just something off about that. But when you look at yours where it's really like at that level of like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to look at this anymore, but I, <laughs> I'm there's so much to look at here at the same time. Like I just, I can't stop scrolling through these or just, they just keep getting crazier. Oh, there's my cat. <laughs> um, and that's, the that's another, too. yes, he's, he's, he's looking at one right now. Uh, yeah. It's like <laughs> uh, no, that was one thing too, which is very different about your, uh, your artwork, right? You say something, some of these things, you know, they're more, they're all artist based or cartoons, whatever it may be, but you, you, these are real life like photographs, right? And you recreate these yeah. scenes. Um, so that definitely gives it that more real and authentic feeling um that kind of like touches that nerve a little bit when you like you said you're, you're looking at that and like uh, like that that kind of just throws you off a little bit and like you said i really appreciate which we'll get into here in a sec is uh the inspiration like you said of like your childhood fears um some of these things because i think i share some of those same fears oh 100 uh, like walking downstairs you're unfamiliar with like oh, oh yeah. someone's gonna be behind they're gonna grab my the ankles <laughs> or you're watching tv by yourself <laughs> and it's dark and then i reach over and grab you that's 100 yeah. percent just normal fears that everyone has I, and you brought that to life yeah well, in, a, in a real way too so that's one of the things like as, as we get going in here i want to go ahead and pull this up and i want to talk just to just to get that out here um what the actual project is here as we're, we're coming into this right and then we can get into a little bit about what it is how what, what you're going to get and all that. But um, can you guys just quick explain, you know, what the, the mint details and things like that? I know you guys just came out with a date right now. Yeah. So usually people are asking, what what do we hear? We have four NFTs um, and it looks like we have some dates here. Can you guys kind of explain what where you guys are going with uh, with, with this model? Absolutely. So, um, and I'll take this one, Josh, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So um, what we're doing um, is we are building essentially what is a membership club. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a Hoffine Horror Society. And uh, what we're going to be minting on June 13th are our founders keys, um, which um, I believe that we'll be uh, uh, revealing one of those tonight. 
awesome. uh, the, yeah. the common one. There are three, there are three rarities and we'll be showing the common one tonight. Um, but on June 13th, we're going to have our whitelist uh, mint and um, then whatever um, supply is left over for the public mint, we'll be opening that up to the public on the next day. Um, so we're, the whitelist is still open. Um, we're trying to get to a certain number. We're not really revealing that number yet. Okay. Uh, but once we get to that number, we're going to close that and then only offer very, very few spots after that in giveaways. Okay. Um, so we've got a little bit of time left here, but June 13th is that whitelist mint. So definitely you want to get on in on that whitelist because they might all be gobbled up by the whitelist. That's a possibility. Too. That's all. So one thing, so, okay, no, no, no official numbers, right? We don't have a collection number quantity and we don't have a, a cost yet. Those had not, have not been announced, right? That's correct. Yeah. The, the quantity hasn't been determined yet, although we do have a number in our head, but we just don't want to like, you know, limit ourselves right now because really, right. I mean, you're talking about a member, you're talking about a, a club, right? And so yeah. we want to be able to like get as many people into a certain number and then we want to close it. But we're, we'll just say that we're, we're, we're pretty close uh, okay. to that number. And then as far as the mint price goes, you know, the market's been pretty volatile um, right now, you know, just the broader crypto market. Mm -hmm. um, and so again, we have a number from a, like a USD number that okay. we have in mind. Um, but we really don't want to like announce that until much closer to the mint date as well. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That, uh, so that was one of the first things that I wanted to jump into. Like you said, that was that, that kind of set me, um, you know, perked my ears up is the membership club, right? Like these NFT projects out here, um, you know, they, the big ones survive mainly because of a good, strong community. Uh, a lot of them, you know, the artwork and stuff will carry it in the beginning, but it seems as we've evolved into this NFT model over here, you know, people want more. They're asking for utility. They want to yeah. be felt like they're part of the group you know to, so having a membership over there is, is definitely an interesting way of doing things and like you said trickling out um drops throughout the year um is a cool way about going so, into stuff so i kind of wanted to first touch base into that um so we got the way I wanted to just showcase this too, as I went to the road, it was, it was the first image you see. It was just like one of those, yeah. we, we were talking right before we got on here, like how funny would it have been if you guys would have just jump scared us <laughs> before we got going. <laughs> uh, but this is the website over here. So we're on uh, joshuahoffine.com. Uh, and then, so these are the Hoffine Horror NFT. Um, and like I was saying over here, it says, my role is to show you um, what you don't want to see. And I think that's an awesome quote right there, because it's definitely some things that um, you hope would hope not to see over here. Um, uh, <laughs> some of these <laughs> images. Um, so I wanted to kind of get going, like you said, that uh, that model that you guys are going over there. So there's 12 different um, images here. And the name of this collection is called After Dark, My Sweet. Um, so yeah. can you guys give a little bit? I know, um, Josh, that for you, these, these images were taken um, 2003 to 2009, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah, um, that's correct. Okay, awesome. So again, your babies this, for a while. All right. Yeah. So this is. Uh, I wanted to get. You can see some of the initial images here on the screen. Can you? Uh, and then obviously there's going to be one of these tied to that founder's token, which we will reveal towards the back end of this. Um, but Josh, can you kind of give, a, like you said, teacher, the inspiration behind some of this stuff, and you know your background on how these NFTs or how these photographs um, came to be? Oh uh, sure. I um, I did. I started almost 20 years ago in 2003. And I had worked at Hallmark Cards uh, before I went freelance. And while I was there, I remember having a conversation with a buddy of mine uh, protesting the fact that there was no such thing as horror photography. I love horror movies. I love Stephen King. I love everything about the genre. And I just pointed out that you have movies and novels and comic books and video games and board games and everything imaginable except for photography. Why do we spend all our time making pretty pictures? Why doesn't anyone just step forward and try to make a picture that is designed to frighten you? Yeah. And I think uh, maybe within a year, 
after I had left Hallmark and was shooting on my own, that's exactly what I started doing. I started making photographs with my kids that I, uh, I labeled horror photographs. And the original set, there were 12 images total, uh, all started my children and focused on the idea of childhood fears. And then I would stage them like small movies with sets and costumes and props and fog machines and everything I could do to sort of create this cinematic tableau and capture it in one frame. And perhaps because of the uniqueness of what I was doing, there was no such thing as horror photography yet. It went very viral very quickly, spread yeah. all over the world, was published in dozens of magazines, featured in the news, Esquire, LA Times, New York Times, London Times, Russian Playboy, Atlantic. It just seemed to go everywhere. And because so many other photographers and photography students saw the work and were so excited about it, other people started making horror photographs as well. And it kind of snowballed into, I think, 20 years later now, an established subgenre in photography. But it kind of comes back to me using my kids to, uh, to scare people. Yeah, I, that was one of the, I think the shocking things, which there's an image here, um, I have to find it right here, because it was like one that really startled me, I think when I was scrolling down, it got towards the back of the end of this stuff is where it was a witch um, with like a baby's head in her in her hand. Um, oh, and she <laughs> bit into it. Yes, and that was, that, this, that, was, this that right freaked here, me out. This one right here, I was just like, yo, okay, like, <laughs> that looks a little real. Like <laughs> That's the babies were harmed in the yeah, making like, of that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got two points to bring to that fun photograph. One, that's my mom playing oh really <laughs> that's amazing and so i told her no one can play this except for you I said, you are the union archetype of the devouring mother that's what the witch is it's got to be my own mom right and so i was able to get another expert a special effects artist to do the the mask for me it's not mm -hmm. makeup it's a pullover mask that was designed oh but wow. no one would do the baby head for me no one would right. touch it they thought it was too sick an idea yeah. so i ended up doing the baby head myself and oh, so wow. that's one of the, the last major props I had to make on my own. But it was literally because no special effects artist so, would do it because it was too sick a request. Did yeah, they ever no, baby's I, head with a bite taken out of it? I, like, no. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm not doing it. I'm not that one. <laughs> I, I've never seen, like I said, that's a start on an image right there. Because I've seen, like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen, like, the cakes that look lifelike, where they, like, slice the cake yeah. and kind of, like, see like that. I was looking at this, and I just kind of, for some reason, like, made me think of that. Um, but this, yeah, so that's no CGI. There's no, no effect or anything in Photoshop. That is all... No, that's right a straight there. photograph. Yeah, that absolutely. That's very surprising. I thought this was at least photoshopped on some layers. Like even that, the, the baby, I figured that was just a picture of one of your kids and then, just, you know, cropped out the head and added a little bite. <laughs> that I did not realize sad. that that was actual like practical. <laughs> How do you like, heard that, Tom? Props <laughs> and effects. Yeah. I, uh, I try not to do in any compositing if it's not necessary. And there right. are certain instances, uh, like my zombie photograph last stand, where there's a toddler standing right next to a shotgun that's going off. And so mm. there was just no way to do that safely. And so I would photograph the whole set minus the toddler. Everyone would leave and then we'd put the yeah, toddler right on set and photograph her on her own. And because the camera hasn't moved, the lighting hasn't changed, the focus hasn't shifted, she's very easy to comp in and you can't tell afterwards. Right. And when yeah. you have composite work, like in advertising, when things are photographed on green screens and then put together, everything's in sharp focus and it has a kind of plastic uh, flatness to it. Mm -hmm. And so staging it on a large scale like this, it's hard to tell on the computer, but if you're to see a full-size four-foot print, 
then you can really see how the focus falls off. You can see every detail and it starts to become very obvious that this is not a digital composite. Somehow he must have done this for real because there's no giveaways. And so I like doing it straight, but it also has a bigger payoff when you present it in front of an audience. Oh, I can imagine this stuff. Um, it, it does like, it, it, I think that effect really, the fact that you do it that way really does pay, get me that gives you that good payoff in the end. Like you can, like I said, you can feel it almost um, more versus like, you know, you can see an image online, but this, you can like almost feel like the textures, like, cause it, it is like, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, everything that you've done and it, um, it is real. Right. And, and to some degree, yeah. obviously it's not a dead person, but you know, and, and, and the prop on that. Right. Um, and it, yeah. it looks that all way. about the camera. It's what it's I can put in yeah. front of the camera. Camera. It's one of those things where like uh, we may not have like the best eye for it on our end too. So when you look at stuff automatically, you're especially anything that is, um, you know, that is obviously not going to be a real picture of someone taking like their intestines out. So you're like, okay, <laughs> where was this? Like, let me just see, like, where was this photoshopped in or what part of this is fake? And with these, I just figured it was as good as like, oh, you know, that's just how good it is. You can't even tell. Yeah, it really happened. Tommy ripped his intestines out of her. Yeah, <laughs> that was an intense shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can see. So over time, obviously, here you, you the early two thousands, like you said, two thousand three to two thousand nine. So were, these are all the children. These are all your children uh, that were built into some of these uh, these sets. Almost all of them are my daughters. There's Chloe. She was my superstar, and then yeah. her sister Shiva, um, who's coming down the steps. She was also the big participant. But if I needed a baby, and you'll notice there's a couple with infants, mm -hmm. those are my, uh, that's my nephew, and the other baby is my niece. And so oh, my wow. sisters would promise me I could use their babies sometimes before they were born. Like, can I shoot this <laughs> when, when the pregnancy is over? And I'd get permission to, uh, to do it right away. I, I got to ask, was this spider actually on the baby? Yes. But oh, wow. it was not a live spider. It was technically. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What about and the, even oh, the clone yeah. one or the clown one? I was looking at uh, the one below where, um, uh, is, uh, were those at the same time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and is she deathly afraid of clowns to this day still? Like, does she still hate clowns forever? <laughs> Finally, she does not like clowns, but I'm not sure if this photograph is responsible. Is to blame? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was actually her grandmother playing the clown behind oh. the sheet. Oh. So that's, uh, that's grandma, and she has no makeup on her face to keep uh, her from being too scary. Okay. So I don't think that this is what did it, but yeah, she does not like that. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> actually funny. So it's really interesting to kind of see the journey, like you said, from the early 2000s until once you got past that 2009, at least from what I'm seeing here, you started to kind of open up, like you said, the sets to more like darker, like this image, I, I actually really enjoy this a lot right here. Um, this one looks really cool. Um, but yeah, as you started to go, it started to get a little more dark, maybe. Um, in certain certain degrees, I mean, like this one right here yeah. is for sure, right? Um, well, how did when they were children as as my stars, there was definitely in a deliberate sense of whimsy to them. I mm -hmm. wanted them to be pretty, almost like a children's books illustration, and I also wanted to consistently use the visual iconography, the visual grammar of a child. So I wasn't going to reinvent the devil. It would be a red, orange right. devil. You know, that's okay. exactly how a picture would be drawn by a child. That's exactly how I'll do it. Right. But once the kids kind of aged out of the project, uh, I opened the doors and I was like, well, it doesn't just have to be about childhood fears. It can be really anything. The genre as horror is so wide mm -hmm. that I just started thinking about other concepts, other metaphors. There's my other daughter, Arena, who uh -huh. uh, 
came in as a teenager. She's the eldest of them all. Okay. And then that's her her cousin, my little niece that she's holding. Uh. But once I started opening it up, like this one's very bright and whimsical. But once it got into adult stuff, yeah, sometimes it started to get a little less uh, brightly colored, a little less cheerful. Yeah. Still beautiful, I hope, but it didn't have the same sense of childish whimsy. No. Well, that one with the uh, what I think it's called Lady Bathory, because I know it's by, I'm guessing that's the like Elizabeth Bathory yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. story there. So like you said, you don't really pay uh, homage to like like fictional characters. Like you're not just trying to kind of, I guess, bank on that pre-built Freddy Krueger or like Jason. So everyone's like, hey, I, I recognize those things. So I that I like this now kind of thing. Whereas that's like a real story person. Uh, you know, who knows, I guess, how crazy it actually got so long ago. Um, but it's yeah. interesting to see the like, historical context of some of these too. Um, and just how much more goes behind that. And that's one of the more hardcore ones uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah. It fits in well. I, the, the, like the juxtaposition of her with, the face mask and like the cucumbers on her eyes as well, where she's kind of just, like, yeah. just relaxing. relaxing. Yeah, yeah. This is just my, my me time on a Wednesday. This is just baseball. Uh, yeah, that, that's know, pretty wild. Horror, horror as a genre is inherently metaphorical. It just comes with the territory. And so when you had something like Lady Bathory or the other follow-up I did, Jack the Ripper, you know, it became an interesting opportunity to say something about those characters because Elizabeth Bathory is sort of... Um, a cipher, but the desperate and sometimes dangerous pursuit of beauty and youth at any cost is uh, a very zeitgeist concern. Likewise, with Jack the Ripper, we don't know who Jack the Ripper was. He's really our mental construct of what mm -hmm. he might have been. But it's interesting that everyone agreed upon him as an aristocratic predator. And so you have the wealthy preying on the poor, which is, I know you can't see it in these details, but there's like change falling out of her hand. Oh, and so okay. that yeah. sort of like class contrast was perhaps more interesting to me than uh, the before and after approach that was the main pitch. But amongst our friends, when I'm fussing with the money and like being very particular about the way it's staged, it was to make sure that you understood that this was the top one. wealth, wealth murdering the poor. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm zooming in a little bit finally over here because internet's working a little bit better, but yeah, you can see all the details. It's incredible when you zoom these in. Um, and it's fun too. It's like you said, you get to find different things of how you kind of imagine, like you said, it's fun to go back and my initial, you know, we're focusing on the knife and focusing on the woman, but then like you said, there's change down there and that represents that, um, what you just said there. So it's, it's subtle. It's not meant to, uh, be an editorial photograph, but I think part of the reason it works or it kind of has a deeper resonance is because I'm kind of trying to be conscious of what the subtext should be right. for any particular horror scenario. And if you understand what the subtext is, it really helps inform all of your dressing decisions, all the production design choices. Yeah. Well, it's very, uh, like I said, it's the graphicness, I, I, I really do appreciate it. And, uh, it goes a long way. So these are all the different, um, you know, photographs that, you know, some of the work that you've, you've done over throughout the years. Um, and it goes up until about what, 2018, I think was, uh, yeah, at I least published on the website. my book. I published my book in 2018 and then we started working on a really big project and the pandemic hit. And the project that I've started is so large and unwieldy and expensive that when Justin came forward with, how about NFTs? I was like, oh man, that might be the way forward on right. many levels. So, uh, yeah, I've got big plans, but I haven't really produced a lot of work, not for hire, just for myself over the last uh, three years or so. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's super interesting to see, uh, oh man, like this, like some of this stuff too. I'm, I'm the zoomed in pictures today to get you even more. Um, but you can't, it's like, I, I don't want to look at this, but I, I, you know, I can't, can't not either. I'm like fixated on it. Like even the facial expressions and stuff. So there's this all makeup and stuff like this, the same set all built and obviously, um, in, in real life. Yeah. Same thing. That's awesome. And it's, it's incredible actually. <laughs> uh, and this, this one, uh, coming in on this one zoomed in is, is too much. So, okay. So we have, <laughs> yeah, scroll, scroll past the time. We have to watch cartoons for a bit Everybody who's watching this is like, no, we're not going to do this. Yeah. Some of the, you know, Jekyll and I didn't I, get like, to see through all like all the way down through these. I was uh, yeah. wow. Yeah. 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 That, They're very, that triptych's really, really cool. That's, that's actually three images. Uh, this one or, oh yeah. This, so the third yeah. one down here. Uh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Wow. These are, um, I love the sets. I love the, yeah, the attention to detail. So do you go to various locations to do this? Did you have a set in like the, like a certain uh, studio a, or something? It's a combination of the two. Um, I try to shoot on location whenever possible because it's definitely less expensive, mm -hmm. but some ideas you just need a set to pull it off. And so it goes back and forth. My cousins ran this uh, amazing haunted house in a small biker town close by called Bonner Springs. And it was um, a building they had access to year round. It was an abandoned schoolhouse. And so after October and Halloween season ended, it became my de facto studio. And mm. so we spent four or five years just building sets in there when um, they were closed. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of set building, but a location, it has a lot of advantages if you can find it. Oh, wow. If you guys wow. want to scroll back to Last Stand real quick, um, mm -hmm. that is, um, it's the one in the zombie photo. Yep. So, yeah, go back. You uh, went past actually, it, it. Yeah, you went past it. Oh, I did. Sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There we go. Um, it is right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that one is, that's the one that I really helped Josh out. That was the first one that I helped okay. Josh out with. Um, and we're talking about, you know, this was an entire Kickstarter campaign that we raised money for. Um, we had to bring in um, two special effects artists. All the appliances were made um, to fit, you know, these people's faces. Mm -hmm. um, that entire room was built inside of that haunted house. Oh, wow. Like that was oh, wow. specially built. That's you know, really so like cool. it's a, it's a, it's a, it could be, it could have been a film set easily. Yeah. That's how detailed it was. Cause every single, even the vents up there in like the top left. Mm hmm. All that stuff was inserted to oh, make wow. sure that like, I mean, none of that was functional, really. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a shell. It's really just a shell room. Um, and, you know, the level of detail, I mean, you're talking about we raised, I believe it was like twelve thousand dollars, Josh, um, but yeah. easily, you know, 50 to 60 thousand dollars of, of, you know, donated time and effort and travel and, and wow. labor just to get this one shot. Yeah, uh, it's incredibly detailed. Like I said, yeah, I, I can pick so many different points to stare at, but that's really, it's really neat to hear the the haunted house portion of that. I couldn't imagine. I would not want to go through your guys' haunted house over there oh. <laughs> <laughs> after yeah. seeing some of these images. It's a good one. Uh, oh, this is amazing over there. So uh, to dial this ball back, right? We, so we've seen this amazing work that you've done. Um, and now we've gotten this now into the NFT team. Uh, portion and that you guys are going to be releasing this collection. And it's, and like you said, it is going to be like a, a membership um, that's going to be over the next year. Um, 
So can you guys, I guess we're going to go through, I know you have a little bit of a detailed kind of roadmap just to, you know, we we're going to talk about the founders and different whitelists and things like that. Can you guys yeah. give us just kind of an overview of what you guys are thinking for the project? Um, the, the, you know, the, AKA the roadmap and NFT win. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't mind me handling this one, Josh, I can yeah, go jump in at this. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, on June 13th, uh, when somebody mints, uh, the founders token, um, you know, they'll get one of the three rarities. Um, and then, you know, each one, it doesn't matter what the rarity is, you have the same access um, and you'll be able to claim um, Swarm, um, you know, basically the next day or a couple of days later. Okay. Right. So we're, we're doing claims. We're not doing airdrops um, okay. just because the amount of um, claims that we're going to have throughout the season, we're going to actually have six claims okay. um, that are special for uh, people who have uh, the founder's key. Um, so that those are basically free. There's a t there's a small transaction fee just to cover the minting costs. Um, okay. You know, just because, like I said, you know, it's like we sell a thousand of these things. All of a sudden, you know, things get can get pretty expensive really quickly. For sure. Um, oh yeah. So so we're gonna have a claim system for that. But um, the people who mint the uh, founders to the founders key, um, swarm is only available to them. Um, the rest of the claims, um, you know just the way that these types of things work, you know, we, we anticipate that, you know, not everybody will claim uh, the NFT. So whatever is left over from those additional five claims, um, we will uh, sell to the public. Um, as far as the After Dark My Suite, there are 12 photos in that series. And the, the people who have the key will um, be able to mint those first at a discounted price. Okay. Um, so each one of those 12, um, 12 sales and then whatever is left over will then be uh, on sale to the public. Um, okay. So, you know, if we sell out, um, you know, we sell out, right. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's, if, if there is that, that type of demand, you know, which we're hoping we have, but that's basically, you know, we're going to have 18 um, essentially sales or claims throughout season one. And then we're also going to have two HODL events, um, mm -hmm. which what we believe um, are going to be, new work um, that could also be burn events. So one of the things that, you know, people in our discord has have seen is Josh has made his living making this work and then selling physical prints. And mm. we have been doing giveaways for physical prints in our um, discord because, you oh, know, that's, oh. yeah, that's sort cool. of cool. the bread that's, and butter. So yeah. we want to be able to have these hodl events for people who uh, claim and buy a certain amount of pieces and we'll, you know, basically have like, you know, you need to hold this amount of pieces or these pieces right. in order to mint in the HODL event. Only okay. HODLers can um, can mint those. And then to, you know, help, you know, uh, uh, kind of form, you know, new rarities around that, um, you know, people will have the option to burn um, their NFT uh, to get a physical print. Awesome. So, yeah. So we really want to bring the you know we definitely want this to be nft focused first and foremost um but then we also want to be able to bring that um you know bring a print into your life if you want to put something up on the wall right well, it's a good way to connect connect the two um right because at the same time like it's great to have that in your wallet and i know we're working with these digital frames and things that are going to be you know that come out over time yeah. uh, but it's, it's something there's just something about a, a framed picture um up on your wall or in, or just inside your home somewhere 
Uh, and yeah. especially with these, uh, like, I don't know if I necessarily want to display that and look at that all the time. Some, you know, some of those might, might <laughs> right in the hallway out. when you come out of your yeah. bedroom, you <laughs> that night, just right there. Yeah, so I, I wanted this to image say right here. The, uh, the 18 clings and, and drops for season one, um, only 12 of those will actually be available for people to mint publicly. There are six of those 18 that you will need to have a one of one of the three keys, one of the three rarities of the keys to actually to do the claims for right out of those 18. Yeah, you can do the okay. claims. That, that's so. Here's the thing: the swarm will only be available. There will no, there will not be any what we're calling sort of like a sub sale. So, mm -hmm. like you know, if there's additional, you know, um, um, like additional leftovers. NFTs left mm -hmm. over, right? But basically, what we're thinking is like, let's just say, for example, we have a thousand people that that uh, uh, mint um, your founders keys, right? We will then offer up a thousand of the NFTs for the claim, right? Let's mm -hmm. say the second claim, right? And let's say 980 NFTs are claimed. Well, then we'll take the 20 and then we'll sell them publicly, yeah. right? Okay. What we hope is that people, you know, everybody who has a, a, a founders key uh, claims, right? Because that right. keeps it within the sort of founders key membership. But we know that that's not going to happen. Um, right. So we anticipate having public sales for every single one of them except um the uh, the first one yes one okay cool very yeah. nice yeah okay so and we're hoping people will collect all 12 of them right and so that's sort of what the system is built up so that they have a reason and an encouragement to come get the next one the next one the next one but the fact that you can only get the first one through the founder's key was our way to really make it worthwhile to come in and join the club if you want them right. all this is the only way you can really get them all and okay. uh, yeah yeah and the that same thing the with the, the HODL events. The HODL events will be si kind of like a um, like the first uh, claim, you know, so you'll have to get a certain amount. And we just kind of want to see, like, you know, how many people are claiming things, how many people are buying things, because we want to make it fair. Um, you know, we don't want to make it prohibitive, you know, where you have to spend a lot of ADA in order right. to get, you know, that print, especially if you might, you know, we find, I found that when those types of things happen, people tend to buy two, mm -hmm. right? Because they want to hold one and then they want to burn one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or flip. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like they mm -hmm. might, might want to flip one. Um, but, you know, if, if if it's a burn event, um, there was a, a, a thing called Bossigs last year, which is Boss Muse. He was a um, uh, or he is a still photographer. And there was a, an unsig, uh, somebody who had a, a really rare unsig and they combined the two. And that mm -hmm. was a burn mechanism where people could burn any one of the pieces that they bought. Right. And what happened is, is people would buy six. And then they would burn three so that they could get actual physical prints sent to them. And then they, they had three cool. of the pieces. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. And, and all this. So each month that we what you can basically expect is once this launches, there's going to be a new one of these, um, the all, you know, the ADMS, as you guys call it, after dark, my sweet drops are going to keep happening every month. You yeah. have something to look forward to. Um, and there's no, obviously no random randomness to it, right? Because it's the one image for that month. Is that how it's going to work? Right. So. There's going to be built-in rarities um, right. to to all of them, um, I believe. Oh, wow, except, okay. yeah. So, so you see the rarities here where they're it's subtle. Okay, so like you know, with this um, piece, the you know, this would be the ribbon that has a different color. Um, on swarm, um, it's going to be the number of spiders that are on um, the uh, the I guess the witch. I don't know what you would call that, Josh. I don't know who what the white woman. Which works. Which yeah, yeah. the white woman. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so Trigo, man, yeah. some Witcher. So what we want to do yeah. here is we want to, you know, it's like the thing that I was talking to to Josh about is like, you know, we really want to be able to 
build, um, you know, a market around each actual image. Um, mm. And, you know, because people, I believe people like when they really get into this type of thing, they want to collect them all. Right. Right. Um, uh, one of these, though, um, what we're actually um, that needs to get updated here is our ultra rare is going to be a one of one. Okay. So it's going to be actually Josh's OG unadulterated original image. OK. And that's going to be a one of one. And there's only going to be one for each one of the drops. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's going to be something that uh, has been modified since, you know, we 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 put this uh, website together and, and it'll be updated. Nice. Uh, but then each one of the other three rarities will have slight variations. Yeah. Um, that, you know, they can, you know, kind of it's it, it there's a little where's Waldo type of thing going on here. So it's not going to be anything massive. There's not going to be massive changes. Um, right. But you wouldn't want to be... distract from the picture. You don't want her to have like a exactly. space helmet on or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Really yeah. Throw or on. laser yeah. eyes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Something subtle like that just kind of yeah. allows it to, to add some like extra in for the, the uh, you know, serious, serious collectors that, that do exactly. want that kind of one to stand out um, and flex on it without actually distracting even from any of the picture. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. And like you said, these, these images have been around now, like you said, almost, you know, some of these are coming up on 20 years here. Um, so it's, you know, for me, I feel like you have most, it's different. Like if you were to modify these various, you know, I don't know how, to, I mean, as, as a creator, I don't know if that's something that you would like to do or not, or you want to keep the, you know, the integrity of the photo as it was meant to be um, from the original so without, like you said, modifying it too much. Um, because I would, okay, yeah. you know, you could always go the animated route if you wanted to do something along those lines or like mess, mess with it a bit, but I don't know that, that that's necessarily what you guys would want to do. I think we'll be much bolder with new work where I can literally shoot different variations. Yeah. But all along, I was a bit uh, hesitant to alter the imagery and it just yeah, smacked yeah. as wrongness to like use Photoshop to shoehorn in a bunch of new stuff. On yeah, a photograph right. that I was so proud of not doing in Photoshop. Right. And so the the differences ended up being quite subtle. And Justin it, it allowed me to do it that way. But it's like, can we just keep it real sly so that there is a difference? Yeah. But it doesn't dramatically change the image in any way yeah. uh, to affect you. And so we also want people to collect all 12. And it would just drive me crazy if people were like, ah, oh, like six of these go together. But the other six were clearly from another, you know, Right. rarity i want them no matter which ones you have to all line up and look beautiful in your wallet yeah no that, that that makes perfect sense over there so it's cool like you said you're building out the subsection to the end you're catering to the the new market of the nfts but at the same time staying true to the original um you know design and um you know artistry that, that you created with these um uh, well so wait that, tommy before you move on i do have to ask because i mean seeing all the other ones you're showing the one tj you kind of briefly mentioned in the beginning where, where she's like watching tv and there's just arms coming out from the wall behind her <laughs> um seeing some of the work you guys have done for the other one I'm, I'm assuming you built a full room here and then built this woman into the wall with holes in the wall i mean <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised at this point the amount of work that have gone into some of these was, was Actually, this kind I'll of effect this one must have been a little bit somewhere in there you got gotta have had some help because it, it just still looks so fantastic this one this one was really uh, an easy trick because it was a location that this guy had a room with that wallpaper in his house and I was quite taken with it. So I moved the couch up there and the secret is those arms are mannequin arms that I repainted uh -huh. and had nails to. And so they're disembodied and they were easy to place up right against the wall. Oh, okay. With the wow. lighting, it looks like they're just totally sneaking around the corner. Yeah. The bigger trick was the TV. This was such a small room. 
I ended up using a very tiny television set about the size of a, a Mac computer. And it's just right underneath the camera lens. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually a foreshortening trick to get everything in frame that way. But it's mannequin arms and a tiny TV. It looks so real the arms. <laughs> and having having the front lit like that to like, because I know you use uh, fog machines a lot of times too to bring in that, you know, like actually yeah. practical effect instead of just, you know, overlaying some fog in Photoshop. But then the way that the TV kind of has that like front lit effect, it really picks up the fog well in between her and, and the television to make it just that extra yeah. layer. I was going to ask, because that was my other question then, is if, you know, was it just taking the saturation down off someone's arms um, or, you know, would you just painted man, man, but the hands I, and everything, those were some solid mannequin arms. Those were uh, yeah. very quality. Yeah. They're just repainted and you know, fake fingernails added. It's And I think it, that that shoot was so easy. I think it's literally one light. There's a flash aimed at the TV screen. And it's just bouncing off the screen and right into her. Man. And it's backlighting the fog at the same time, because if the light was going the other way, you wouldn't see the fog. Mm -hmm. but it's kind of backlighting it. So you get that atmosphere showing up. So, yeah, some of them are quite That's... difficult to pull off. But this one was miraculously simple. It was just me and Shiva and no crew. And it was easy to do just between the two of us. Yeah, it's it's crazy to hear the backstory of some of that stuff and like take in like the appreciation of what it must have took to get that. Um, and, and then to hear about, you know, like you said, this is not Photoshop, this is not CGI, none of that. This is all created um, by you. So that's really, I really, I really, well, I really like that a lot. What was that? Um, what you? I'm sorry. What do you call the? Um, I guess the distance, because even looking at it now, like it, it seems like I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with photography. Like it's like a short focal distance or something. Because even the couch, the love seat. Yeah, the shot you called it. You know, the angle. What kind of shot? Were you, did you refer to this as where it's all close together? It all fitted in like that. Or shortening. Okay. And that's where you have smaller um, objects move towards the camera so that they look bigger, and mm -hmm. you push other things further back to look smaller. So in that's the crazy. Hobbit, for instance. Yeah. Where you have Elijah like, Wood talking to Gandalf. Gandalf. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a trick shot where placement is everything. And so, yeah, it was uh, kind of that same idea okay. where like a little TV up close will look like a full size TV. That's and cool. it's just kind of a, a I see. Okay. And it, well, it's almost like you see those, those trick rooms sometimes where one, both people stand on either side. They, exactly. uh, one looks extremely tall. One looks like extremely yeah. small, but they're really the same, you know, size or yeah. whatever. Um, and then yeah. you said you, you just kind of had uh, maybe a, a buddy or a friend and you had seen this wallpaper. Does their house look this creepy normally? Like that wallpaper? <laughs> was it kind of like a help to the lighting and stuff kind of help with that a little bit? <laughs> That wallpaper was pretty awesome. It was aged. It was a oh, rented wow. house that my friend was living in. And that was in like the third floor in an unused oh, wow. room. And so I just walked in. I was like, oh, my gosh, you have a set on your third floor. This yeah. room is amazing. <laughs> I don't, it was I don't tiny, know if I'd want to hear that from you. Right? Like, hey, you got a set up here. I'm gonna use <laughs> yeah, it's actually haunted. Do don't go in there. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, I see this picture and it's like, all right, well, we're going to, you know, nail off and wall off uh, that room. We're never going in there again. We're just going to yeah. fill with bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I walk in there, that's all I yeah. see is arms. Not yeah. just sitting uh, in that couch again and then just like falling asleep and dreaming of that. Well, yeah. well guys, as we get towards the fact end, because we could probably geek out over all these photos now all night after looking at some of these. Um, I did want to showcase because you guys have given us a teaser here, which obviously this uh, the founders um, token is, is what we want to um, the key. Sorry. Okay. I said, yeah, key over there. yeah, no, it's fine. Key. It's fine. Um, is, is what you guys are we're going to be looking to buy into. Um, and I wanted to go ahead and showcase this off. You guys have been uh, generous enough to let us showcase this. Yeah. So um, I'm going to pull that up here now for everybody for a chance to get ahead and oh, see yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Let's take a look at this. This is, oh, man, even the quality of these. It so does have nice... 
It has cool music that you can't hear in this presentation, but there's a little bit more to it when it's playing on a loop. Oh, I can get some of that. I'll, I'll make sure it's overlaid in the background. We'll get the whole effect. Oh, awesome. With it. Yeah, yeah, for right. sure. I'll get, yeah. I'll get it in the background. Then. Yeah. Each wow. piece has a has a separate. Is oh, separate. okay. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Very nice. So it's original. Yeah, so it just uh, creates this nice loop and this shows is, you three this photos. Is, uh, this will be the lowest rank. And now they call that three or one. Which way are they going? One is the rarest. Yeah, this is going to be the, uh, this is going to be common. Common, um, okay. And then we're going to have, we're going to have two more. All right. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's got after, after dark suite, it's founder's key over here. Um, and then, like you said, so this is, this is what you're looking to get um, here. And this is going to be, what's going to be minted over here on the 13th and 14th or That's being correct. able to be. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, um, no, man, that's, I'm, I'm excited for this. This is different. Um, and, in a, in a scary way. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I love yeah. seeing these kind of new things come to Cardano. I mean, it's definitely something that, uh, like you said, Josh, this wasn't something we were aware of first too. When you hear crypto, it's just like, that's all those people making like a billion dollars off of 10 bucks, luckily at for no reason kind of stuff. Um, but then you kind of, when, when you get joined in, we even jumped in, we're like, Oh, we can make some money. That's cool. I'll try it out. Uh, but then you start seeing some of the communities that get built around things. And then even more so than the time I even get where you see some of these projects, communities they get where people are in there every day, hanging out. Uh, yeah. It really seems like horror can, it is already something that is incredibly popular as far as even to this day, like online forums and sharing and stuff like that goes. So uh, seeing that yeah. on Cardano built around uh, collecting, um, you know, it's not, it's not the focus on, the, the necessarily the flip right the instant flip it's more about yeah. the, the long-term collection and the shared interest of of horror and you know the heebie-jeebie stuff here like i hate spiders <laughs> yeah. so much so that those are so thompson <laughs> and bugs the one no i don't even right. the, the yeah. bedside one gets me good get not, the, OG. the yeah, old yeah, people yeah. and children yeah. thing really in movie that's like my thing with my wife like look i don't want anything it's like paranormal with old people and, and, and kids i just can't do it they're just standing still in a hallway or behind a door or something <laughs> it's underneath time. the basement right here that one yeah man like, that i guess it's like ah oh, man i don't want to go i gotta ask now so then i mean you know i know there's a lot in between that you got a whole a whole season of drops um but i one is is kind of getting back into this um since it's been a little bit since some of these were completed been fun kind of you know i'm sure it never stops but getting like the creative juices going again for maybe future stuff down the line and then also what we've ever seen like a, a return of, of all the uh you know of your models there the whole the whole team coming in to, to kind of bring it back and, and do like a season two maybe I think we have enough to do a season two, whether we use more of my pre-existing work or start a new project from scratch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're hoping yeah. to do even bigger and better next cool. round. I did notice we at have... the end, end of that right there, I was saying it does say photographic PFP drop. Um, is that something where you would where, where you get a little more creative um, or open up the kind of the, the creative juices for this NFT world a little bit? Yeah, I know exactly what I want to do for it too. I know PFPs are kind of the driving engine of this whole space. Yeah. And so Justin was like, you should do a PFP. And we thought about it a little bit. It's like, yeah, I would, I know exactly how to do it. We could do it all photographically as well. And I don't think I'm supposed to be dropping what the idea is yet, but I'm super excited about it. I think we're going to spend most of the summer shooting like oh, wow. what will end up being a 10,000 drop PFP at oh, the end wow. of the season. Nice. Oh, cool. So that, yeah. that's, that's, that's going to be really exciting now. Cause that's, I can imagine the work that will go into that though, too. Um, Cause obviously, you well, know, it's not good. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, we, you know, it's like all of these photos have such detail and you know that there's all this time and effort put into it. And we want to take that same ethic and bring it to a PFP. Right. Right. Uh, so, yeah. so it, so people really feel like, oh my gosh, like, 
this is incredibly unique. You know, it's not to take anything away from any other project, but bringing the ethos that, you know, we've been, you know, Josh obviously like pioneered and, you know, then we kind of push forward with, you know, and sort of like pouring jet fuel on it with Kickstarter and these other resources. Um, You know, how can we create something, you know, it's like, I mean, you, you kind of know, like, you know, something like Claymates, right? You know, when mm-hmm. you see an animation, you know how much time and effort was put into that animation, you know, back yeah. in the day with Claymates, you're like, oh my gosh, like to do this like 10 second clip, it probably took them like a week to right. do, you know? And um, I think that that's why that project, you know, did as well as it did, you know, and then they did their PFP drop and it was absolutely massive. Yeah. And, you know, people understanding how much time and effort it takes to put into, you know, the photos, then we do a PFP drop and it does have variations and it does have rarities and does have sort of classic traditional, you know, PFP stuff that is highly collectible, but Mm -hmm. people know that, you know, the the type of care um, and effort it took to create each one of the pieces, um, I think is going to be really compelling for us. So um, that would be a great way to, uh, to end season two. And that's definitely the plan. Awesome. Season one. Great. Oh yeah, uh, season one. Sorry, leading yeah. into That's season two. That's our great finale. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting ahead, but no, that that, that yeah. sounds great. I'm very excited for that and kind of see this evolve, like you said, over time. Um, who knows? Like you says, you got people, and you go to you start with one route, and then there's so many new things that always can come up. So it's it's great that you guys have like a good set solid plan right now, and then who knows where that can kind of grow from there. Um, but I, I did want to quick mention for anybody asking about the minting details for the NFT stuff, you guys uh, do see a partnership with uh, Cyber Pickle here. So that's going to be how the mint, mint is going to be done. Are you guys going to be doing it via your website? I do see a mint button up here. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be oh, through the website. Right. That actually okay. links to Cyber Pickle's uh, website, though. Awesome. So, okay. Yeah. So, so they, they're, they're phenomenal. We actually caught them really early uh, before mm-hmm. they started doing things like they just did Ada Knots. Yes. Yeah, that, was, um, that was a good job. Yeah. Yeah, it was no. a good drop. I mean, they're really known for doing flawless drops, you know, really paying attention to the details, making sure that the metadata is really, really good, you know, mm-hmm. just like every, just, you know, end to end. And those guys, Matthew and Alexander are just like the nicest guys yeah. and super responsive and just like everything that you would want in a partner. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, they brought so much to the project. We just, we just cannot thank them enough. And just, you know, it's, we're excited to, yeah. you know, do the entire season with them. It's just, they're just such a dream. That's always a key thing, like I said, especially in this space where you can have such a good hype build up, and then if something goes wrong, God forbid, and you know at the yeah. at the mid time, yeah. it just ruins that experience of there. So if you guys have a good yeah, solid yeah. Mint partner in the beginning, that's that's a key important part of that. So I agree. The the Aiden Knots one was very smooth with Cyber Pickle, and I know they've done some other stuff um, as well. So that's awesome to hear from you guys too. So just wanted to showcase that before we wrap up here. But um, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, guys. Well, um, Josh and JPEG, thank you guys so much for um, introducing us into this new world over here. It's like I said, it's always fun to get a chance to sit down with different um, people inside this space or just throughout all walks of life who are creating different mediums over here. And this is definitely one where I'm just I did not expect to do a horror NFT over here, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm very I'm pleasantly uh, surprised over here and impressed. So, um, and it's been 100%. very unsettling at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've yeah. definitely shown some more of the unsettling work too. Like that's, yeah. you know, well, yeah, we want, uh, we got to give them that, right? Like I, I got to like give them that. Yeah. We don't want to just give them the miles. The so good we want to hit them. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. the good with the gruesome, you know, it's yeah. like, you got to yeah. show like the full, the full range of work. And, you know, I mean, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, that's some of that stuff you're looking at would be like a season two. Mm-hmm. Um, so season one's really going to be focused on the, childhood fears and yeah. some of the portraits oh, um, okay. like asylum you know like you yeah. know 
Um, and, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's gonna, it's, it's obviously like Josh has a ton of work, right. Yeah. And he, he does have, uh, some pieces that are not on the website that have never been released. Um, you know, that are mostly finished, um, that just need a couple other things as well as a short film too. So, uh, one last thing that I want to mention, because we didn't get a chance to mention it, um, as you can see from all of his work, um, you know, he's building little mini movie sets. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, every now and again, his work will sort of like come into the zeitgeist, you know, people will pick it up, you know, you heard him say like New York Times, Atlantic, you know, Mm -hmm. so like his stuff will just explode again, you know, just, it'll happen. The last time that it happened, um, you know, Good Morning America was was reaching out, you know, and then like, uh, you know, eventually he gets an email from, you know, the this, uh, these two brothers, the Rousseau brothers. Um, and, um, I don't know if you've heard of this little, uh, film called Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, I was going to say, that's amazing. When he said that name, (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Okay. (laughs) That's a little indie film. Uh, did, you know, it's a couple, I heard of that one. I don't, I don't, couple billion dollars at the box office. Um, you know, but these are the type of people that just literally are just reaching out to Josh. Right. Amazing. And, and, and the thing that we've always been focused on is like, there's this, this photography world, right. Um, but Josh is a filmmaker and, you know, this, what we want this to lead into is we want this to lead into, you know, the creation of future films because he has a number of projects mm-hmm. and, you know, the NFT, we really want the NFT project to, you know, definitely collectors first. We want to create a membership. Um, but we also want people to know that like, you know, this, there are other things that, you know, and other, other avenues that we want to explore. And we'd really like the NFT project to open that up. Hey Josh, um, so, I'll be a uh, murdered in one of your movies if you want. I'll be the yeah. guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I could be a zombie. You can murder me. Whatever you want to do, man. I'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> that start be start collecting those one of ones. You know, that's right. Yeah. Whales, right? Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, yeah. that's that's really cool to hear that medium too, because that's such an untapped market right now in the NFT world. Um, is is film and music right now? Everybody's just kind of starting to explore that. And like we were saying earlier, we we got a chance to talk to a film, uh, Toxica, that released a full feature film hour in 20 minutes or something like that and it was yeah. all minted on the blockchain uh, which is actually insane Amazing. that they were able to dis- distribute it that way so i can only imagine as the space grows what what that'll do we always talked about and envisioned like a um whether it be like a netflix or an hbo or something like that where you log into that app on your on your tv or your apple tv or something like that can you imagine a decentralized web-based application that you could have on your tv that would have your nft marketplace and your movies your photo whatever it may be um that would be an amazing uh route to see some of the content that you guys are out here because you guys are exploring it's coming and see that's the thing it's like regardless of what these companies say publicly like oh no we're not in that is bullshit Um, (laughs) like like they are all looking into nfts they are all looking into interactive entertainment they're all looking to make sure that this stuff you know like because i have connections to that world as well as josh right yeah and absolutely 100 you know that stuff they want that stuff integrated because they know that those are extensions of the world right and they know Mm -hmm. that that's just you know it's loyalty right it's like you know watching the show buying the nft being able to like unlock special features all of that stuff i mean that is definitely the future of entertainment for sure oh that's the exciting part and then like you said the nfts are such a cool way to build that um that community around that so you have a good fan base already built and when you do push that medium out there you already have a a fan base already dedicated to purchasing that content yeah Um, and we want to tell people like come into the discord because like if you want to talk about horror movies you will not find two bigger horror nerds than josh and me 
You know, we're in there talking about like met this movie from Alex Garland. Men just came out. Right. And we're in there talking about the, the, the symbolism and like it's got a crazy ending. You know, it's like I'm not going to spoil it, but it's got a crazy ending. And we're like, what does this mean? Right. And so like you, we want to like be that place where you come and you talk about horror movies and horror yeah. iconography and all that stuff and just be that place. So uh, that was one I haven't heard of that one. It's um he made the the one with Oscar Isaac though the the robot right. one right? Ex Machina. Ex Machina. oh that was Ex fantastic Machina. and Alicia yeah. Vikander oh that was crazy uh huh yeah, yeah that was he amazing made an, an I need to check that out then men too. yeah man. men yeah okay it's mm. nuts yeah he is it's nuts, nuts so I can it's imagine not he's yeah yeah no but it's it's interesting that's for sure he, well he does a good blend of that though too kind of like you know he he really keeps you at least interested in just like where is this going like I this he's a masterful film something new yeah. Yeah, he's well, a masterful filmmaker. It's more this is more Cronenberg than it is. Well, that's uh, what I was going to ask. I was yeah. I don't know why Cronenberg came to mind. I was just I love Scanners. So that's what the movie was going to ask about. But yeah, in your Discord and stuff. I didn't know if there was going to be. Um, and I don't exactly know some of the laws on this too. I don't. I think it kind of seems like a gray area. But it's such a community thing. I don't know if there's like possibilities even for uh, like movie nights. I know on Discord you can stream, like you can share your screen. So I don't know if there's even opportunities in the future for like people in certain parts of the founders club where you can like have like a Thursday night, you're just streaming everyone yeah. together. I there don't know how that's work. Uh, there's a massive amount of, um, uh, public, uh, publicly available uh, night of the living dead. Is, I was going to say public yeah. domain movie. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a ton of movies like that. There's also a feature on Amazon, which it's a watch together feature. Mm -hmm. So everybody can kind of rent the same movie and sort of watch it at the same time. So if there ever was a movie that like, you know, was, ah, was okay. like, like, let's say the thing or something, you know, oh, it's yeah. like both Josh and I are just super geeks about that oh, one. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's definitely that, but I'm glad you mentioned that because we're, it's not a movie night, but on Thursday, I believe this might drop Thursday morning. So the mm -hmm. same day, um, we're going to be doing a trivia night with Brightleaf Laboratories. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And um, in their Discord, which Josh wrote all the uh, um, trivia questions. And so that's going to be at uh, 1 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. UTC. Okay. Um, so if you're watching this in the morning on Thursday or maybe you're watching it on Wednesday night, um, you know, drop into Brightleaf because they're going to actually give away one of their NFTs as, as one of the prizes. Oh, awesome. That's, that's okay. amazing. Yeah. That was going to be kind of one of the last questions here. So what's the, if anybody wants to get in contact with you guys, what's the best way to find you? Oh, I would say de uh, definitely Twitter, Hoffine Horror. Mm -hmm. okay. um, uh, and then uh, I'm on there, JP Gardner. I'm definitely like, you know, constantly like talking about the project. And then our Discord. I mean, we really are trying to build this um, with a lot of other Discord communities. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in 200 servers, right? And I'm not checking those things every day. No. But like, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I definitely check like probably 30 or 40 a day. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm reaching out to people and we're building, you know, this project, you know, kind of one Discord whitelist giveaway at a time and one partnership at a time. And we really want to, like, you know, have people who are collectors who are in those those communities come over to our community and kind of see that same thing where it's like, oh, shit, these guys are like really building something solid. Like, this is a great chat. This is not, you know, a grind. Right. You know, people right. aren't just like, hey, what's going on? Da, 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 this and that. You can <laughs> yeah. tell it's really authentic. Yeah. Um, and and we have a lot of different, you know, channels that talk about horror photography and horror movies or if somebody just wants to ask Josh a question or, you know, talk about, um, you know, there's horror trivia, there's horror quotes. Right. So we really want to focus it in around, um, you know, as Josh, is, I think, has mentioned in some other um, interviews, you look at any demographic 
about 50% of those people are horror fans. It doesn't matter what yep. demographic it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, Josh, you've talked about that before. I don't know if you had anything else. Yeah, there's actual research studies on um, horror fandom and in almost any population, any demographic, about 50% of the people identify themselves as horror fans. And there's an even larger percentage of people that casually interact with horror. But yeah. even though no one in Cardano probably knows about my work for the most part, I was very confident that 50% of the people there will probably like it because yeah. they probably like horror. So you just oh. lead big with what you know uh, will connect you with people. Well, it even happened with looking through your stuff. Um, it, it's something that is is fun and, and seems pretty common among the, the horror spaces. A lot of times when you... The, the best a lot of the best horror kind of comes out of nowhere at you it's some from somewhere that you maybe never heard of or really hasn't um not not you specifically but just you know movies and things like that it's like i've never this is this guy's second movie he made like one indie or something before this is yeah. his first kind of one with like a, a 20 million dollar budget or something um or even much smaller and you don't really even recognize any of the actors but it's just kind of like you have to go see this like it's it's just phenomenal kind of thing it, it happens so often so it's always such a nice surprise and really kind of seems at least more often than any other genre, especially or even the possibility is, is in horror. Um, so, so it's definitely even a surprise, you know, kind of coming to these pictures um, or looking through your photography was similar, where it's just like, oh, wow, what do we get into here, Tommy? This is kind of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it picks out like your emotions, though, too, right? Like whether, whether mm-hmm. you're a fan of it or not, like you have some sort of reaction to it and see like, yo, that's badass. You're like, oh, my God, I can't look at that. Like, you know, it's one yeah. of the two. I take them all as good reviews, even yeah. if you hate it. It's like, that's, oh, good. That's, yeah. good. that's yeah. a reaction you wanted. <laughs> I can't see that. It's under like, yeah. your skin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, well, we really appreciate this, guys. Um, it's been an awesome time to get the chance to get to know you guys, um, get to know a little bit of back, your backstory, uh, Josh. And then it's amazing the work that you've been doing um, for all these years and to now be at this point where it's coming onto the blockchain. Um, that's really exciting. And it's really cool to see the next yeah. step. And then uh, JPEG or Justin, it, you know, it's been awesome to, uh, to for you to yeah. help guide him into this there with your knowledge you have. Cause I know, like you said, you're in multiple communities inside the Cardano space. Um, so it's, uh, you know, you got a great, great advisor here um, with you as well. Um, and so he's awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, um, and obviously a co-founders too. I don't want to just throw the advisor role out there. Um, but yeah, guys, we really appreciate you guys jumping onto the stream tonight and um, for everybody else who's listening, it's just been another freedom 35 or sit down. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Yeah.